0: You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Prove Text. I am Michael Halcombe and in this episode, I'm thinking about the fallacy of the week. Now, uh, recently on social media, there's been a discussion breaking out about the existence of of Jesus. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Did Jesus really exist? Yeah, did Jesus really exist? There are some people called mythicists, some scholars who believe that this is all just myth in the sense of made-upness, right? Like that word made-upness, that when it comes to Jesus, the whole thing is just uh, littered and covered with made-upness, So there's another understanding of myth that just thinks of myth in terms of true story, but we're not talking about that. That's like the C.S. Lewis kind of myth. We're talking about this uh, fairy tale kind of stuff. Was Jesus just made up? Did he really exist? And uh, if so, how can we tell? Well, obviously, one of the ways that we can tell is literature, ancient literature. And when it comes to Scripture and thinking about Scripture, the reliability of scripture, uh, it blows any other ancient uh, work out of the water in terms of its reliability. And a lot of people, when, we, when they look at scripture, will say things like, well, the people who are trying to question whether Jesus did exist. They'll say things like, well, you can't use scripture. That's circular reasoning. It was uh, religious propaganda, it was religiously motivated, so you, you can't use that. Which is just crazy because uh, historians of of uh, Caesar and Plato and Tacitus and Suetonius and Herodotus and Horace they all use works that uh, are by those authors or connected to uh, those persons. And so certainly we can use what scripture says, particularly the New Testament, uh, to show that. Jesus was an actual person who actually walked on earth and um, said and did things. But there are other pieces of literature outside of Scripture that are reliable as well. And by the way, when uh, we compare the reliability of ancient texts to one another, I think uh, Homer's Iliad, is, which was written around 900 B.C.E., and uh, our earliest copies around 400 B.C.E., um, so it's just like 500 year time span there. The number of extant or surviving like copies we have related to that is about 640, 645, something like that. And when it comes to the New Testament, which was written in about a 60 year uh, span, that's being kind of generous, uh, could be even less, uh, 30 or 40 years. Um, and our earliest copies about uh, maybe in the early 100s, 120, 125, somewhere around there, um, we have actually over 24,000 related pieces of data for this or or copies of this. So the second best thing we get in terms of documents and um, surviving copies of those in the ancient world is Homer's Iliad, which is 643. 643 whereas with the new testament we have over twenty-four thousand. like it's not even close right so the reliability of the new testament in terms of its manuscripts uh manuscript count is pretty amazing Uh, you can do that same sort of thing with like the works of aristotle we have 49 copies copies demosthenes about 200 um with uh with uh, Plato, seven, like that's amazing, isn't it? Um, the works of Caesar, 10, the works of Livy or Livy, 20. It's like not even close, right? So we can go to scripture uh, because we know that it, it is reliable in terms of just the number of copies that we have. And they're all very, very consistent. No major disagreements within them though there are some textual variants but nothing that really changes the story right but let's say we just forget about scripture right and all those those mentions that we have of jesus in scripture um are, is there anything else to suggest that jesus really did exist or didn't exist right um and, and so one thing you often hear people say is um the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And I think that's an interesting point. So even if we rule out the the New Testament or any other piece of ancient literature, uh, does it, like if we had zero literature referring to Jesus, does is that sufficient enough proof to prove that he didn't exist? Well, no, because the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence, right? Um so we have other things like um uh churches being built or we have um ancient graffiti we we have numerous other things like christian graffiti right where the, they're um drawing pictures and and creating writings on rocks and in certain sacred places that refer to jesus and even his followers right so The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. But let me show you one example of what I'm talking about here, what's going on. And um, we'll see how the debate, uh, what what it kind of looks and sounds like. So this is from Twitter, just a screenshot from someone named George Stiles. He says on June 9th, 2023, there's zero evidence of Jesus actually existing it's all anecdotal fallacy wow uh this tweet is an anecdotal fallacy um so an anecdotal fallacy is just uh suggesting hearsay right it's old wives tales well uh, so that's what he's suggesting which is a huge fallacy in and of itself to suggest that what we have in the new testament for example is all anecdotal fallacy Uh, What we have in archaeological um, data is all anecdotal fallacy. But what about the literature outside of the New Testament? Is there anything historical? Yeah, there is. There's a lot, actually. To call all that anecdotal fallacy, to think that dozens of people, uh, ancient people who were writing and keeping records are wrong, it's like the height of modern arrogance. So really, to say it's all anecdotal fallacy is to understand genre, uh, literary genres, to misunderstand literature, and it's the height of modern arrogance, which is a huge fallacy. is very fallacious thinking. But to say there's zero evidence is also the fallacy of exaggeration. That's just not true. It's not true. And it kind of leads to a straw man uh, kind of fallacy. Right? So let's look at um something else that i want to share with you this is a graphic created by someone named wesley huff and he's following some of the the data that's been detailed in other places um you can find some of this in the works of josh mcdowell and craig evans and various other people who are who have done things with apologetics but he's created a nice graphic here which is uh, really good uh, easy on the eyes and nice to follow so you can see that uh, uh Pliny or Pliny the Younger here is a political document dating to uh, somewhere in the mid 60 C.E. or A.D. to the middle of uh, the second century. He mentions that Christ Christ followers sing to Christ as to a God. So it's mentioned there that he exists. Uh, Tacitus, uh, same sort of time period writing in the historical genre. He discusses Jesus' crucifixion. Now, so are we supposed to rule out this ancient political writer and this ancient historian uh, who are Romans, you can see? Are we supposed to just chalk that up to anecdotal evidence? What, If you're going to say that, then the burden of proof is on you to prove that. So no, we don't do that. Um, then we look at some Greek literature. Thalus uh, he's a Greek historian writing in the middle of the first century. He describes um, the strange phenomena in Judea on the day of Jesus's death. Uh, Lucian, he's writing an ancient satires, writing in the second century, and he mentions Jesus's crucifixion as well, and the habits of Jesus's followers. Celsus, um, writing uh, philosophy uh, near the end of the second century, says that Jesus was born in Judea, that he lived part of his childhood in Egypt, was a miracle worker. He accuses Jesus of magic powers and um, all sorts of things. So he's actually attempting to discredit Jesus, but in doing so mentions him. So these are three Greek uh, authors. Are we supposed to chalk this up to anecdotal evidence? Well, if we're going to and call this all just hearsay, then the burden of proof is on us to prove that it's hearsay. We can't just say it is and leave it at that. Um, Josephus... Uh, he was part of the early Jewish movement. He's writing history near the end of the first century. He mentions Jesus, James, Jesus' brother, and John the Baptizer, a relative, perhaps a cousin of Jesus. Um, then you have early Christians writing in the uh, first century and second century as well. You have uh, Polycarp. Uh, you have Clement and Ignatius. They're associated with the Christi- Christian movement. And they all mention Jesus. Just because they're Christians doesn't mean they don't count. It's historical evidence. Um, and then, of course, you have the Gospels and Paul, which mention Jesus a lot, and the other New Testament documents. And even one uh, thinker, Bart Ehrman, in his book, Did Jesus Exist," He says, and, and he's not a Christian. He used to be, but he's not anymore. He says, moreover, the claim that Jesus was simply made up falters on every ground. Indeed. So uh, we do have uh, at least um, six uh, early, really nine non-biblical texts that mention Jesus and do so repeatedly. Again, if we're going to say there's zero evidence, we're just lying and being dishonest. And if we're calling it anecdotal evidence, we're also not uh, either, we're either being dishonest or we lack knowledge about literary genre and uh, ancient personages, right? So, no, there's no proof that Jesus didn't exist. In fact, the contrary is the opposite. There's a lot of proof, literary proof, that is that Jesus existed outside the scriptures themselves. And then there's a ton inside the scriptures. We have some archaeological evidence. We have the um, existence of churches uh, built Um, all over the place, over sacred Christian sites and these sorts of things to show that Christians were gathering and they believed in Jesus and so on and so forth. So, no, it's not anecdotal evidence, and it's not true that there's zero existence um, or zero proof for Jesus' existence. In fact, there is an abundance of proof for Jesus' existence, and um, that proof is only astronomical if we allow in the New Testament documents themselves themselves to this argument to the tune of 24,000 copies, which blows everything, every other ancient piece of literature in terms of existing copies or extant copies out of the water. So Jesus really exist? Yeah, he really existed. He really existed. All right, I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.